Much of it is based in intuition, and when we follow our intuition, we're actually pulling from the lines of our ancestry, so uh, I've been able to pull a lot from there. I come from some pretty interesting lines that go very far back. All right, what I want, oh, all right, most important part. So I have opened the circle, and um, a lot of people ask me about this, but they don't ask questions that are intelligent enough for me to warrant answering. So I'm going to explain this as I'm using it. Um, there's confusion, pentacle, pentagram, negativity associated with the word. It's not. It's merely an energy portal. The way that I've set mine up, I ended up setting it with salt and paint. So it's a permanent open place. I've done this in previous locations before with extraordinary success. Um, the trick to keeping a portal open and not attracting negative experiences is not so much the portal, it's you. You are the conduit. If you surround yourself with negativity, if you are feeding the negativity within yourself, then you're going to turn your house and your area into a little poltergeist. So. Um, why my sanctuary is so important to me. It's why I'm very careful about what and who I bring into it, which at this point is no one except my animals and myself. And there's a reason for that because when I get set off, my house goes crazy. Things fly off the walls, light bulbs explode. It's just energy work. So 
my portal is permanently open. Um, the unique thing about this area in South Carolina is that if you look at the ley line map, it's actually right in the center of a ley line pentagram. So this portal mimics that. And um, all of my ingredients are sourced from this property. Uh, there is purpose to that because I've worked so hard many years, two years, on this property, just adjusting the energy and learning it. And as a practitioner, you shouldn't have to outsource these things. I mean, it's lovely, I suppose, but if you can't work with what's directly in front of you, then what's the point? So I choose locally sourced materials always and that's just been my intuitive choice since I started really exploring this and I'm going with it so everything that I use is stuff that has come to me or is from this physical piece of property or you know just the surrounding circle that I've worked with I want to say there's like a block that I have really worked with in depth um, yeah so the first thing we're going to do, I haven't done this in a while, I used to do this with my altar in Kingston. So we're going to offer our resident spirit, spirits, libation. Now typically when you have an altar, you'll leave a little cup with some type of alcohol as an offering. I don't have that on my altar just yet, so we're going to bless the circle with libation and bless ourselves with libation. It's been a long day. Spells are exhausting. The second point of contact always when working with energy is cleansing your own energy. And that's why I keep salt. Salt is also a natural cleansing agent. It cleanses your circle. It cleanses your point of contact. Um, a really fun thing to do daily is put salt in your body wash just a little bit you don't need much or if you're taking a bath sprinkle it with salt it just naturally resets your energy now that we've gotten our libation and our salt set I'll show you how to work on these babies you don't need a cloth I'm just doing this to help you see what I put together so um the first one we're going to work is going to be the sex magic witch jar now the witch jar itself is just repurposed jars that i've been collecting through using things common household things and what i've done is they have been um, completely decoupaged with specific books. Uh, I received this very interesting book that I wasn't sure what to do with until it occurred to me, oh, this is exactly what you do with it. So the sex magic is decoupaged with that lovely little book that I received in the mail on how to make a woman orgasm. And I just thought it was so appropriate. Um, your jar is going to be inscripted with runes. Uh, these are custom runes that I was guided to create. The rune on your sex magic is actually a gift of joy protection rune. And I'll tell you why I chose that one. Because 
sex is supposed to be a joyful, pleasurable experience uh, for you and also for those that you choose to do it with. Your jar is inscripted with my personal rune. It's the one that I work my right arm with. Now, in practicing magic, you have left path and you have right path. Left path is typically shadow work, and uh, they equate shadow work with negativity, but it's not. It's just working with the darker things, um, be it your psyche, be it others' psyches, be it whatever. That's your shadow work. Right path is what they call white magic. So this is your energy source, and there's balance. I have worked pretty hard on my left side for the past year since I started tattooing and, and being guided in that. And I'm now moving over into my right path because I'm starting to understand um, all the work that I've done over here, I can now start using this. So the right path room is inscripted on every jar as well. And um, it's, it's a combination of a couple runes and it's also, inscripted with things that are much older that I just knew but I couldn't tell you. So there's Nordic inscription and, and something much older worked into that. Your jar, I'm using this little jar as my personal jar because I wasn't able to fit the spell on it, but um, every, every spell that I'm offering is coming with a reflection spell grounding point and I'll tell you why I did that because it is not up to me to decide the path of your energy it is entirely up to you and when you design a reflection spell that means that you are in charge of the intention that's being set and you are going into your own karmic account and uh, when you go into a karmic account okay this is why you don't cast negative curses on people. This is why gypsy curses are very specifically written as a reflection of balance. Um, you don't ever focus all positive or all negative anywhere because that shit bites you in the ass. If you're gonna focus all positive, then you're gonna end up being so depleted inside. And if you focus all negative, that it's, it's gonna bounce back to you so if you sit there and just hate on somebody I did a voodoo doll once and it was a disaster um, I'm still paying off that debt but yeah that was really where it taught me the karmic balance of a true gypsy hex so every jar is gonna come with your reflection spell and the reflection spell is so where I go, magic will bloom, be it house or home or room. And if I stay, please treat me well, for I am your reflection spell. Now by sealing each jar with this spell, that means that you're in charge of keeping yourself in check. So for sex magic, okay. Your sex magic kit is going to come with a few key pieces, and I just realized I uh, it's drying on the counter. Excuse me just a second. I will go get that key piece. Woohoo! All right. So, 
spell is going to come with a few generic ingredients. And uh, this is going to be your personal memento. The back of this is a piece of me I give to you and my desires will soon come true. Now for a sex magic spell, this piece is going to be something that signifies that experience. So the most effective anything in sex magic is obviously the fluid of orgasm. Hello, that's where that goes. Um, this is already charged, yes. So you're going to do that. And every sex magic spell comes with a fertility rune, but it's different than fertility. It's going into a mixture of three runes, one of which is fertility, the other of which is hidden secrets, and then it's bound with a strength rune. That is going to be your binder for your pleasure. Now, for my little jar here, I, I didn't bag up the specific ingredients, but the grounding agent for your witch jar, and there's grounding agents already built into your witch jar. Your bottom is labeled, and within that label, is the same mixture of salt and paint that I used to do my portal circle with. So this is automatically grounding and cleansing as you use it. It means that whatever surface or who touches it, it's going to have that natural dampening, like wearing rubber gloves when you're working with electricity. So to build your jar, I'm going to be sending you a mixture of some very key ingredients. Now, again, locally sourced. Um, the shells not so much from around here. The shells are from when I lived in other places that were uh, more water accessible, but the cons are from here. The shell is to represent flow and reflection because shells are in water. So this equally bounces around your reflection spell. The cons are a symbol of protection. And um, yeah, they're just a natural, you make a wand out of the con wood and it's a, a natural protection spell. So you're gonna be getting those with your spell kit. The other thing you're gonna be getting is a mixture of ivy leaves and holly leaves. Holly, ends up protecting things from evil spirits. Ooh, things are making noises in my room. <laughs> um, oh, I feel them crawling on my back too. Mm. Nice. All right, so uh, all, Holly and Ivy together are again a protection spell and a very effective protection spell. One thing I really liked about this house is it was already planted with both the, the ivy grows naturally in my yard and it's surrounded by holly bushes. So you're gonna get that with your spell. Now, the most important and truly most special ingredient 
of this is going to be the grave dirt. And when I say ethically sourced grave dirt, I mean that this is the dirt of my familiar's grave. My familiar died this past summer and is buried here. And um, so when you use grave dirt in any spell, it is a symbol of respect and love. And um, I thought about this a long time because typically graves will call me. I, uh, oh lordy, there really are a lot of things moving in my house. Um, yeah, typically I've always had a connection with the dead. I am more necromancer than anything else, medium, whatever, but necromancer definitely, they, they come to me. Um, so typically I've had graves that have just announced themselves to me and I've taken dirt from those, but I haven't explored any of the cemeteries around here. I haven't had a desire to. And when Mel died, I realized that she was probably the most perfect source of, of this power that I could have because she and I had a bond like no other. And um, so yeah, so that's going to be the binding agent for your entire spell is the grave dirt. To build your spell, all right, there's really no rhyme or reason to this, but honestly, um, just layer it in. Oh, the other thing I did, okay, so your grave dirt is mixed with salt and clove oil, both of which are protection ingredients as well as binding agents and cleansing agents. So, um, again, just removing negativity from your casting and it'll help you cleanse it really easily. So I'm going to be putting my grave dirt in first. tricky with this little jar, that's why I picked it for myself, because I was like, I can't send this to anybody, this is going to be a bitch. So, um, tuck that in. You are more than welcome to try this spell with another person, if there's someone specifically that you want to connect with, as long as it's consensual, I'd say go for it and work the spell together. I would not recommend any type of non-consensual binding of anything because that's the shit that really bites you in the butt. Um, so yeah, don't don't ever don't ever tie somebody up in a spell. <laughs> Just don't. Trust me, I've had experience. It's it's not fun. So yeah, this is where it's gonna get tricky with my my uh, tiny little jar here. The other jars are much bigger. They're the bigger ones that the relationship spells in. So I want my egg to go in there. I want that and, you know, freaking pecan. And since this is a 
tiny jar. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, I lost my lid. Mm. There it is. Okay. So to seal your spell, you'd be putting your lid on, but obviously I'm going to have to rework the ingredients in this a little bit better. All right. There's your sex magic, and that is good to go. All right. Now this is what your spell is actually going to look like when you get it from me. Now for a relationship spell, um, yeah, relationship magic, okay, again, don't bind anyone to these. You may have every desire and think that there is every pure desire in there to connect with something specific. I would discourage you from anything like that, especially if, yeah, just don't, even if it's consensual, just don't bind yourself to energy like that. Um, this is going to be a little different. Now, these actually have the ingredients bagged up and labeled. So for your shell and pecan and holly and ivy, the bag is labeled with shell for flow and reflection, pecan, holly, holly and ivy for protection. This is one that you can actually add some personal flair to because it'll be big enough and compartmentalized enough to do that. Um, so you've got your bag of that, and then the sage and grave soil is also in its own bag. You're gonna tuck that in there. Now, for your personal memento, it's the same heart, same inscription. This is where I would encourage you to use something. Don't use blood. Blood, even in the best intentions, blood does not go the way that you want it to. Blood is a symbol of life, but it's also a symbol of violence, even if it's even if it's gotten in a consensual way, you're still inflicting violence in order to access it. So um, and like, especially with like menstrual blood or something, that's a whole other pile of just tricky weirdness. It symbolizes death in many ways and a purge. So yeah, don't don't bind your relationship magic with blood. Here, I used a lock of my hair. I use locks of hair in many spells, protection spells. Um, binding spells to protect things I love. Uh, my children, for instance, that sort of thing. Hair is a safe bet because it is an extension of you. It's not a violent removal and, you know, it, it's you. The other thing you could do is um, use a piece of cloth that has been in contact with you. If it's been sweaty or something, that sort of thing, you know, another ethically sourced, natural piece of you, um, nail clippings, whatever, but hair is a lot nicer than putting a bunch of toenail clippings in a jar. So that's what I did. Um, you have shorter hair, freaking glue it on. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you tack it on, just the spell on the back, hair on the front, I sewed mine. Maybe stick that in your jar. Now, um, 
Some of the things that I would use in a relationship with jar is memories. Maybe there is a handwritten note or a memento that was given to you. Um, those types of things can go into a relationship witch jar and the cool thing about having your ingredients compartmentalized in a larger jar is that you can repurpose and recast these intentions. So for instance, maybe something has just naturally run its course or maybe you need to break that psychic bond. Um, that's where you wait for your full moon and you'll take everything out and cleanse it by just putting it in a dish with a layer of salt on the bottom and then setting it out in moonlight. Between those two ingredients, your ingredients will be cleansed and ready for a new intention. Um, for ingredients that have truly run their course, you burn them. Um, you burn them or you bury them. Typically I do both. Uh, for paper, you know, just burn it and then you bury the ashes. And that is a true closure. Um, again, follow your intuition. So I'm not going to put anything in this jar beyond what I've already put in because I truly don't have any relationships that I feel I want to explore any deeper than the one with myself right now. And that's why I'm specifically going to just keep this the way it is and I'm going to seal it up. And that is a witch jar in completion. Uh, to charge these jars, this is a sealed one. I'm going to put this in the moonlight with the rest of the unsealed and unused ones. And that will just cleanse the static energy because I've been talking through this entire spell and explaining it. And when that cleansing is done tomorrow morning, I will put it on my altar. Altars don't need to be fancy. Honestly, altars are just simply a corner that is sacred and and you put the things that you need to, you accumulate. So, yeah. There you have it. That is how you cast 